Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. As usual, I have Mark with me today. How's it going, Mark? Excellent, thanks. Well, that is different, but actually... The podcast we recorded just before is actually going to come out after, so people won't understand our jokes now. But in the previous podcast we recorded, I told Mark that he always had the same hello. But anyway, today's episode is about Facebook ads versus SEO. And I know that is a debate that a lot of people are having because when it comes to getting cheap targeted traffic, Facebook and SEO are essentially the best available options. I mean, on one hand, SEO is great because when you rank for a keyword that people are looking for, well, you know what they're looking for and therefore it's easy to put a solution in front of them and sell to them. On the other hand, on Facebook, there are so many crazy targeting options available that it is pretty easy to figure out what people are going to be into, especially when you can target by interest. So in our case, when we target people who like juicing, well, we guess that we're going to be able to sell them our juicing ebook. And that's why it's pretty interesting to think about both. Another thing that is interesting to think about is that Facebook traffic is very, very cheap when you know how to do it. And actually, Facebook now sends around 25% of all web traffic online, which is quite crazy. And there are a lot of people who are just dropping SEO now because... You know, Facebook ads are so affordable. You can get clicks for one cent even when you have a really good campaign. And at the same time, you get results much faster than with SEO. You're talking two, three days versus two, three months. Hours in some case. Yeah, I mean, by the time you know if your campaign works, it's going to take two or three days. But like SEO, you know, two or three months is actually, it's actually a pretty, it's a pretty good time to get your results within two or three months. It's pretty good, but sometimes it takes six, 12 months for you to get results. So it is much longer. And for us, we actually come from a SEO background. Both of our sites get most of their traffic from SEO, but we are spending more and more money on Facebook ads because it is a very interesting source of traffic. So I wanted to talk about how they compare, how they're different in this podcast. And at the end, we're actually going to give you a plan of action that we would follow if we launched a new site today, doing okay-ish at both traffic sources, but we're still better at SEO, I would say. So um, do you want to do the SEO pros and cons, Mark? Sure. So... Sort of to be clear about what we're talking about, like Facebook versus SEO, we're, we're talking more about like Facebook ads, yeah, not the sort of like traffic. organic Facebook sites. So the two options to acquire traffic being, you know, publish content on your site, keyword target it, build links to your site, build authority, and then, you know, rank in Google search results for terms that you target and some that maybe you don't as well and get traffic that way. So that's kind of where we came from originally as like the the point of four or five years ago, our learning like kind of came from this area. There we, was no Facebook ads back then, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This was like was like two thousand and ten. Yeah, when we started like that. Yeah. When did Facebook ads come out actually? That's a good one. I, I think remember. like 
two or three years ago, four years ago, maybe. But Close I mean, to when it, they went public, was, I think. But, yeah. The targeting was not nearly as good as it is today. I mean, you could just target some countries and stuff initially and yeah. then just refine and refine and refine. So now it's so powerful because you can target the right people. But I'll let so, you go into this. Here. So for, for the SEO point of view, the pros of it are that if you don't have any money to spend, then, well, I guess it's your only option, really, if you don't have any money to spend. But if you don't really want to spend much money, it can be cheaper in the sense that, and if you do it correctly, of course, in the sense that you can buy, like, you can pay writers to write a few articles for, you know, like 30 bucks or something. And these can, if if done correctly and if targeted correctly and if all the other components with a bit of luck too i guess yeah with you're right with a bit with a lot of luck in some cases you can get millions of visits in some cases like i think there's one article that we we paid 35 dollars for that has actually gotten us half a million visitors so you can't get anywhere close to that with uh you know with facebook ads or any kind of paid paid traffic but for every article that that gets that results you know how many are there that we pay 35 dollars for and gets 200 visits you yeah, know i remember this being a big focus of us last year trying to figure out how to get more hits for every 10 articles published or 100 articles published and that's really the game with seo it's like you get one that works and you get seven or eight that don't work and you need to count the, the cost of all of them to count your costs i guess yeah so, and what's worth pointing out as well is that the sort of potential upside of it or the potential win from SEO can kind of like compound over time. So, you know, once you, once you get an article ranking and bringing in 20,000 visitors a month, okay, it might slowly erode unless you keep updating it or you keep it on top, but you know, it's keep it, it'll keep bringing in the same or close to the same amount of traffic month after month after month with no or very little extra work. So, and all this while, you know, in the future months, you're doing more SEO, putting more content out there, targeting more keywords. And so you really can compound the level of traffic you're getting quite significantly. And, you know, you, you see it a lot in some of these graphs that there's Google Analytics graphs that we share sometimes is that sometimes you'll have a month where your traffic can like literally double. And it's such a great feeling to do that. And you're not spending any more money. You keep such, investing the same fun. resources and the resources you've invested previously keep working for you. Exactly. So it's kind of like compounded interest in, in, in that way. The other thing is there is just like a lot of freaking traffic available. I mean, it's probably you, the biggest source of traffic out there. Oh, by far. Yeah. By uh, far. Organic search gets the most clicks and search gets the most, like delivers the most traffic. So it is, and there's so many keywords and it's impossible to run out of keywords for your niche or anything. So yeah. Yeah. And people are always, it's like future proof. People are always going to want to find information. It doesn't matter how many algorithms you create to put information that you think people want to see in front of them. You're always going to be, I mean, how many times a day do you use Google? Like dozens. The I think what's the average number of searches a day? For like the average person. I have no idea. Like but... six or ten or something like that per day. They use Google yeah, every yeah. And, day. And and people our age probably use it like five or six times more. You know, it's just like I would imagine people that are like under thirty or something they use Google way more. 
than than the, the average of the population, you know. Yeah, and, and the other thing is like when you're targeting a specific search result, you can tell a lot about the intention behind that. Now, if you compare this to Facebook ads, there's no intention. You're just targeting them by their demographic, by like statistics about people and you know things they're interested in, you know how old they are, these kinds of things. But if someone is searching for, I don't know, like how to get rid of back acne, you could be pretty sure that they're looking for how to get rid of back acne, right? And they're looking for it right now. That's, exactly. That's important. And you can give them a solution to that and you can sell them products on that or you can affiliate for products on that, whatever. But it's a very targeted thing and you can give them the exact answer they need. So as opposed to with, with Facebook ads, you're, you'd be targeting okay, who are the people who need to get rid of back acne? It tends to be this demographic and they like these pages. Okay, great. But there's going to be a lot of people in there that don't really want to or don't have that problem. And there's also going to be people who don't really want to solve that problem right now. So both those things are worth worth considering. In terms, I mean, of, in terms of, I just want to say, like, in terms of like targeting, I would say Facebook is more for interest. So like, if you're interested in paintball, then it's easy to target people who like paintball on Facebook, but it's hard to target people who want to solve their back acne right now. And on the other hand, it's easy to target people who have a problem right now with Google, but it's hard to target people. I mean, with a general interest, you just need to produce a lot of content around that interest, well, but you know. I, I would disagree with that because, okay, let's say you want to target someone with paintball. That's great, but you want to sell them a paintball gun. But what if they don't need a paintball gun right now? Yeah. You know, how do you know they need a paintball gun right now? You can't. It's more about so, building the community on Facebook, I would say. Yeah. It's like yeah. building your email list, essentially. So, like, there's a fundamental kind of difference. You're right. It's like interest based versus goal based. Yeah. That's like the fundamental difference between the two, two types. And SEO does target achieving a goal quickly, like that kind of traffic. So, so it's faster to monetize. It's faster to make money out of that traffic. Yeah, in, in many cases. Right. Not in all right. cases. In Facebook, you can monetize it very quickly and you can have great results in some cases. But on the whole, yes. In terms of like some of the cons, though, of, of SEO traffic is, I mean, everyone here probably knows this one straight away, but it's, it's difficult and uh, it can be quite competitive. Like most of the high competition keywords online that are very monetizable and you know are worth a lot of money, you have insane competition for. Yeah. Companies you know, spend like tens of thousands of months for like a single keyword because yeah. it's worth so much money. And you have to contend with like the big companies spending lots of money. You have to contend with all the black hatters doing all their crazy automated link building and negative, negative SEO, SEO. <laughs> all this kind of stuff you, you have to contend with it um, and that's just because it's worth it it's worth a lot of money if you're number one for a, a good term you make in some cases millions a month off of off of that so yeah it's very competitive it also takes a long time usually to achieve not always but usually this depends on a number of factors one of which is is your you know your website and your domain now if you're interested in building an authority site Part of that is, you know, you're thinking long term about this and you're thinking that you, this is a business built to last so that down the line, you know, even if you're not doing any SEO now, you're going to be in a pretty strong position to be able to do it and be quite effective with it, you know, at some point. There's that to consider as well. The other thing is there's, you know, even though it takes a long time, there's like a, 
a distance between when you put in the effort and when you see the results. So you can be working your ass off for, you know, six months and not see any results. And then suddenly a year later, it all starts to come into place and you, you see the results. And that can be very difficult to deal with mentally, especially if you're spending a lot of money on content and a lot of your own time writing or a lot your own time doing the promotion or something like that. If you are putting in all that effort now, then it can be quite disheartening and when you don't see the results or you don't see the results in some kind of like timely manner. Yeah, and, and you know, it's just like it's very hard to manage your time as well because things just start ranking, not ranking, etc. And like you kind of like refocus your energy on what's working right now while trying to grow your site at the same time. You you end up multitasking a lot and, and changing focus a lot. Which, yeah. Which which uh which is a bit of a mess. As opposed to a PPC where you know when you turn things on and turn things off, you know? Yep. The other thing I notice a lot is that when people are searching for the solution for a problem, as soon as they find that solution, or a lot of people, when they find that solution, they will, okay, done. I found the solution. And I don't really care about the person that gave it to me. And this kind of goes back to what we're saying about the interest-based versus the solution-based kind of search mentality of SEO versus something like Facebook ads. So that when people find, if you're providing people with an answer to a solution in your blog post, which is ranking for a specific term, they find that solution and then they just click back. Yeah. Or they close the, the tab. Like they don't really care about your site. It's hard to engage them, right? It's like you can try with your pop-up, but it's still a small percentage of them. Yeah, this is why like pop-ups, we go on about them so much and we use them so much because it's, re- it's a really good way to capture the interest of, of these people. So the other thing is it's it can be quite difficult to get all the cogs moving and all the cogs moving in alignment to get your SEO going. So you, you do need a lot of different things to happen. You know, you need very good content, you need link building, the structure of your site and overall site health of your site needs to be... be yeah, you need to build your domain authority up, basically. Yep. And all of these things working in, in sort of, I forgot the word, was like synchronous or... Symbiosis or something. <laughs> I'm forgetting English these days. All of these things working together basically <laughs> need to happen. So it's uh, it can be a bit difficult and also take a lot of time and like of your own effort. Even if you're outsourcing it to people, you need to make oversee them and some of management and just, it's a lot of heavy processes to run. You know, it's like it's hard to do as a one man band because think about it: creating the content, then promoting it then creating more content, then promoting it, then working on general outreach, then working on all these things. It's very hard to like scale up as a one-man band. So you just end up managing a team, either if you have like content writers or you have people who promote your content or both. It just ends up being a lot, a lot of management, basically. Yeah, and to be fair, once you get it going, it's it's good and it can be quite nice. But there's always the danger that becomes a bit stale and your content can start to become a bit boring. And we actually did another a whole podcast on this this topic of yeah, is SEO making your content boring? So check that one out as well if it's if it's aware you have. Yeah, that's basically it. And SEO overall is just is just hard to put it together. And by the way, the content about is SEO making you uh, create boring content is uh, the podcast number eight. So go on authorityhacker.com slash eight and you'll be able to check that podcast out. And yeah, it's like overall this SEO stuff, it's just, it's hard to put together. It, it takes a long time. But if you actually make it work, this is the cheapest traffic you will get. It's like no PPC will ever beat 
the amount of traffic you get from SEO. And one thing I wanted to add as well is SEO does get a lot of traffic, but you don't choose the traffic you get, right? And you can kind of like target keywords, obviously, but you're going to get traffic from all over the world usually when you target a keyword. So say you are ranking for this, how to get rid of back acne, for example. It's a great occasion for you to sell some acne cream, sell some services and so on. But most of the time, most either shops, if you are delivering yourself or affiliate offers, if you are promoting someone else's product, will not offer that thing everywhere in the world. They would just offer it in the US or just offer it in the US and UK and that kind of stuff. And you're going to have traffic from a lot of countries around the world. And so you won't be able to monetize a lot of that traffic. And that's what I find a little bit frustrating with SEO. It's uh, even though you can target the countries you want to target with Webmasters tool, it is actually, there's going to be a sizable part of your traffic that you won't be able to monetize. And that basically doesn't count. It just won't make you money unless you have like AdSense or advertising, which is a bit annoying. But I want to talk about the Facebook ads pros and cons as well to kind of like compare it with SEO. And then I'm going to give you a plan that I would actually probably follow if I launched a new interest-based site. So let's just talk about the Facebook ads pros and cons first. Uh, One thing I really like about Facebook ads and that really keeps me spending money on it is I get immediate results. It's like, I have a question, like, would this work? And then I can spend 20 minutes and I use a tool called Canva, canva canva.com to create the graphics and then launch the ad. And usually like half a day later, I start seeing traffic coming through. I start seeing how much a click cost. I start seeing if we get any conversion and that kind of stuff. That to me is very exciting to know that literally I could spend a week and I could launch seven different campaigns or businesses and if one works at the end of the week, I know I have something that's that's solid. Whereas with SEO, it's like, well, you, you launch something this week and then three to six months later, you might have an idea of what you might be successful with. So it's almost like I start seeing Facebook ads like a way to bootstrap and start and test. And then if something works, then you can actually scale up your traffic with it. It's slow, but when you have something working already, it is pretty cool. Especially if you have a product to sell already or an affiliate offer, you test with your Facebook ads, you see if you convert anything and then you're like, okay, what kind of keywords can I target to get the same kind of people? And then you can pacify this traffic and stop paying for it. And that is pretty cool, the the, the, the immediate result of it. One thing that I really love as well is the way you can target people who actually interact with your website. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the site plan, but the way you can retarget people. So you can target people who have been on your website and show them ads. So for example, if you guys go on Authority Hacker and don't download the lead magnet and you're not on my email list, there is chances you see ads following you on Facebook. Then there is something called lookalike audiences, which allows Facebook to identify people who are kind of similar in terms of demographics to the people who visit your site or converted or bought your products. And so you can actually advertise in front of people that are more likely to to take the action you want them to take, whether it's subscribing to your email list or if buying your product or whatever you base your lookalike audience on. And if you cross that with things like interest, which is people interested in something, online marketing, juicing or whatever for us, then you can actually get in 
get an amazing targeting. You get in front of just the right people. You waste very little money on, on marketing to people that would not be interested in what you're doing, which is why advertising has been legendarily expensive before. It's because the targeting was so poor, but when we're reaching a level of targeting these days that is absolutely insane. And I'm really looking forward to what's coming up. And another thing I really like about Facebook ads is it's actually much cheaper than AdWords. And AdWords used to be the one thing you could use for advertising online that most people knew about. But a click on AdWords can be quite expensive. I mean, you're talking like 50 cents to like, I don't know, several dollars. No problem. And so getting a thousand visits from AdWords could cost several thousand dollars very often. Whereas on Facebook, you can actually, if you actually make an ad that people resonate with and click through a lot and like and share, etc., you can get clicks for as low as one cent. It's pretty rare to get one cent these days. But even for like email list building, I think our numbers is in online marketing in the US are like, you know, $1, $1.5. So it's, it's definitely affordable. And, and it's realistic to think that you're going to be able to make your money back even as a small business without a big infrastructure or something. On the cons side, well, unlike SEO, you're going to pay for pretty much every click. And the reason I say pretty much every click is that people sharing your ad when they like it actually get free traffic. So you do get some free traffic from Facebook, but as soon as you pay, it just stops, right? It, you don't get any more traffic. And if you're actually relying on a Facebook traffic to make sales, to make money, feels like a tax, right? A lot of people do make a lot of money with Facebook ads. I know a lot of people that make six figures a month, but the truth is they also spend six figures getting their traffic. And if you actually look at the profit margins, it gets a lot closer to what we get with SEO. And SEO is definitely up there with Facebook ads in terms of profitability. Yeah, um, this is a huge thing, actually. You know, like a lot of people will tell you they, they have a six-figure a month business, but neglect to tell you that they spend very high five figures of that in Facebook ads to achieve that. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are some people that make an absolute killing off of this, but just be careful about what you interpret and what people people say to you in that regard. I mean, I would say usually, like the people I've seen, usually spend two thirds of their income into ads to get the traffic, and one third of the income is the actual revenue. Obviously, it, it widely depends on based on like how good the campaigns are and what people sell and stuff. But people that do that at scale, not just a few hundred bucks a day, but like even like thousands of dollars a day, usually I've seen a lot of people being around the thirty percent profit margin, which because the revenue in three, which is a lot less usually but yeah so you you have to pay that and it's it's a huge tax and one thing as well to say is that prices will increase it, right now we're kind of in that golden age of facebook ads the same way there was a golden age for adwords you know for for a long time you could buy adwords clicks for like five cents and you could literally rank in google for very profitable keywords for a couple bucks a day and I am extremely mad that I didn't know all of that back then because it must have been so easy to make money. And I feel that at some point we're going to look back at this period right now and we're going to think the same. We're going to be like, oh my God, there was this Facebook golden age and we should have taken care, taken advantage of that because now it's so expensive to get the exact same thing and people still make money. So it must have been really easy to make money back then. And I really believe it is. It's just something we need to work on. So prices will increase a lot on Facebook. So if you have to make money on Facebook, 
it is in the next few years, so it's going to be much more difficult to make a lot of money. I promised you at the beginning of the episode that I'd give you an example of how to use a mix of like Facebook and SEO to actually build a site these days. And I think the real power is in actually mixing both because you can actually build retargeting audiences for Facebook with your SEO traffic. You can use your SEO traffic to grow your Facebook page and so on. And there's a bunch of like, there's a bunch of things that make these things work actually pretty well together. The example I want to take here is the example of us building a new paleo site. So I know there's a bunch of paleo offers. I wouldn't probably not build a product in this niche initially, at least just because there is so much stuff to sell. And I'm pretty sure I could build an autoresponder of like, you know, three months that promotes offers regularly and probably generates like one to five dollars to something like that per subscriber. And my goal would just be to build an email list for a cost per subscriber that would be lower than my revenue per subscriber. And so the first thing I would start with is I would probably build a Facebook page to around 2,000 likes with Facebook ads. And Facebook likes are actually very cheap to get. I wouldn't even worry about getting US people initially or something. I would just worry about getting people who are into paleo. And I would target interests in like Malaysia, I would target interests in Europe, these kind of places where the, the cost per click is much cheaper on Facebook. And I would just build a, a group of fans that of people that actually are into paleo. And then on my Facebook page, I would stop posting high engagement images. And if I find actually, and I would start actually looking around on Buzzsumo to find high engaging blog posts on other sites, like, you know, the stuff that gets a lot of shares and gets people interested. And I would create this kind of post on my site. I wouldn't even worry about SEO initially. I would just create stuff that is very shareable and put a lot of very shareable images on my Facebook page as well. And then when something does well on my page, so when something gets a lot of likes, a lot of comments, a lot of shares, organically, without paying anything, then I would take this post and I would expand it and I would boost it in front of a lookalike audience of my fans and people who are interested in paleo in general because, and I would optimize it for likes. So that, that would allow me to build my page for a lot less. And that's how we get like, I actually got one sense fans uh, the other day by, by doing that on health ambition. So it's a, it's a pretty cool way to build up your page and Facebook fans are not worth a lot, but you can actually promote stuff to them for a lot cheaper. It's like three or four times cheaper to promote stuff in front of your fans than it is to promote it in front of a cold audience. So one cent a fan is worth it. And most importantly, you can drive a lot of organic traffic with your Facebook page if you have enough, enough fans. By that time, uh, by after boosting, I don't know, like 20 or 30 posts uh, for like 10 bucks or something, because also when you boost a post for less money, it actually gets in front of more fans per dollars. So you're better off boosting things for like five bucks or 10 bucks and just topping it up for five and 10 bucks rather than putting a hundred bucks right away. But by that time, it's pretty easy to get to 10 or 20,000 fans. And then at that time, I would actually reach out to big paleo pages and I would offer them to share some of their content on our page in exchange for them sharing some of our content on their page so that we can get some traffic on our site that we can then retarget and get to like our page. And we can also start retargeting our site traffic with a lead magnet. So we can say, hey, you, you, you went on our site, you forgot to download our free paleo recipe book or like our free breakfast paleo recipe book or whatever lead magnet I would offer for my 
fans and my visitors and I would still use my pop-up, etc. And so I would start like trading with these people, etc. And once I keep growing, I would probably be around like 10 to 30k fans at this point. You know, it would, it would grow still a little bit. And as I get something that goes viral, I would keep boosting it for like five, 10 bucks. Then I would email big paleo authorities. And there's a lot of people who have like big sites, etc. And I would offer them to guest post on my site. And I'd be like, look, this is all the reach I have. These are all the people that like my page. Look at the engagement. I can put you in front of all these people. And if you write a guest post for me, I'll actually spend 25 bucks to boost the post and put it in front of all my site vitos, all my fans and all the people that visit our site for a while. So I just offer something really good. And so I'll start having the really big authorities in that niche post on my site. And the reason they will post on my site is because they're going to get reach in front of an audience that could potentially buy their products or, you know, subscribe to their site. And it's a good idea for them to do that. But I get some really, really high quality content on my site and I don't need to pay very much for it. And then as I do that, I'm also building relationship with these people. So I'm becoming a partner with them. I'm giving them reach. And so as I have, I don't know, like 15, 20 of these people on my contact list, then I would start creating big content. I would start actually investing in SEO and start creating keyword-based content, but long and epic one. You know, I would hire a designer, I would make some infographics, etc. And I would use these people that have guests posted on my site to promote this content. I'd be like, hey guys, we keep giving you rich would you mind sharing this content with your audience and we'll put another 10 bucks on the guest post you've done to promote it to our audience. And so you get some traffic, we get some traffic, everyone wins. And so I'm going to start getting these big authorities, promote my stuff. And one thing I would start doing as well is I would start offering promotion of their stuff, of these authorities for links. Actually, I'd be like, hey, actually you could link to my new resource from this post on your site. And I'm more than happy to, you know, promote your post for a month or for two months if you, if you give me a link there. So you can actually trade your reach that you've paid for, for links. And you're not buying links, right? You're just, you're just trading services. And so that works pretty well. And then obviously, as I said, I would retarget everyone that comes on my site, everyone that likes my page and lookalike audiences of these people with my lead magnet. And I would offer them to subscribe to my email list. And then on my email list, I would actually sell them paleo-related product. And obviously on my website, I would have a pop-up and I would do all the organic stuff. So that is basically a way for you to speed up the growth of an authority site. And most importantly, to build something of value for everyone in your industry, which is a pool of people that are interested in a topic and offer access to that pool of people in exchange for things that you need to grow your authority site, such as links, such as shares, such as content. And that is something that I find Facebook ads are really, really good at. And you can literally trade money for these things that are normally hard to buy. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I guess that was a pretty long episode, guys. So we're going to wrap it up here. If you have any question about Facebook ads, about SEO, about all that stuff, go on authorityhacker.com slash 1414 and you will find all the show notes. You will find a bullet point uh, list of the tactics I just described because you might be in the car and you, you wanted to write it down or something. Well, just go on authorityhacker.com slash 14 and you will find 
everything you need that comes with this episode. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.